0: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative and Balanced Podcast. I am excited to send this one to you. I had so much fun recording this and I hope you have just as much fun listening to this. Today we have Smash Wrestling on the show. I am joined with Sebastian Suave and James Key. They are two of the leading forces who are running Smash Wrestling And right now, they are fucking kicking ass. If you haven't heard of Smash Wrestling, what they are is a Toronto independent pro wrestling organization. And they are growing like a wildfire with their freaking awesome community behind them. Right now, they have been signed with the Fight Network You can catch them on the Fight Network every Thursday at 10 p.m. And this Sunday on August 13th, they're having an amazing show. It's one of their biggest ones of the year. It's called Super Showdown 5.0. And that is going to be at the famous Phoenix Concert Hall. And a handful of incredible people are on this stack card. We got Bobby Lashley. You may know his name from the MMA world. He's been on everything from Bellator to Strike Force, And also in the wrestling world, in the WWE, and on Impact Wrestling. Also on that card is Tyson Dukes, the Smash Wrestling Champion. He is a fucking Canadian gem. Must see, and there's a reason he has that belt. And also, the man who's in this interview, Sebastian Suave. Not only is he a businessman, he also jumps in the ring, and he has an incredible gimmick. We talk about it on the show, along with many other things outside of Smash Wrestling. You're going to hear what James and Sebastian, like their early years getting into wrestling, and just kind of that spark clicking when they were at a young age. And it's funny, after this interview, I was, uh, I've been pondering all week, and it brought back this memory that I forgot. While I was in elementary school, there's me and three other friends. We were completely WF, Monday Night Raw, WCW, Nitro, ECW, just diehards. where we actually made our own cardboard belt and we would sneak out at every recess and we would fight each other in the back of the field for this belt. And it would get both very intense, almost like half shoot MMA. We're really like trying to like hurt each other and win this belt. But then at the same time, we'd be trying to pull off like the things we've seen on like Monday Night Raw or Nitro, trying to give each other Stone Cold Stunners and Goldberg Spears. And we never got like really broken up by the teachers because this field was so huge there was, like, a playground kind of blocking our area. And then there was a soccer field. And we'd go, like, right behind the soccer field into this little corner. And the corner was just fences. But it was these old, rusty fences. <laughs> and, and, and we'd just fight in this little half-caged area. And it was completely disgusting, like... You'd find, like, condoms back there. But I didn't really know what a condom was (laughs) in that age. But now thinking of, I remember seeing him on the ground. So we'd have a hepatitis in a cell match. Punani prison (laughs) brawl. And one thing I remember, there was, uh, out of the, the four of us, there was two really big guys and me and my one buddy who were smaller guys, and it was never fair. They'd always have the two bigger guys on one team. And then me and my buddy would just get our asses handed to us. But at the same time, I always believed I could like beat them and win that belt. In the schoolyard, I was inspired by people from like Mick Foley and Tommy Dreamer and ECW that never quit. And then one day, we were having a title match. And uh, my it was one-on-one, me and one of the big guys... And my other little buddy was a referee. And for about a millisecond, I got this dude's shoulders down. And my friend did the fastest three count in history. And I became the champion. And from then on, there was a hit on me for every recess. I was scared to go outside. And so every recess would be the beginning of the match and I would just keep running and this, this guy would try to beat the fuck out of me and pin me. And for about five months, i just keep running and running and the bell would ring to come back into class and I'd still be the champion. And um, after all that time, the faculty finally found out what was going on when we'd be going in the back corner <laughs> of this long ass field. At first they thought we were smoking, but um yeah, they ended up finding out about our illegal fight competitions and they put a stop to our league. And I haven't thought about that memory in almost twenty years. Like when am I now? Like I'm thirty two. That was like it was like 12, 13, doing that shit. And you know what I just realized? I'm still the champion. <laughs> but now that I'm older, I'm a man of my honor. So um, Craig, Craig that's the kid's name who I, <laughs> I want it from. And uh, yeah, I have him on Facebook. He's still a big fucking dude and probably could whoop my ass. But uh, since I'm now... Mature, a man of honor, Um, you can just hit me up and if you want your rematch, we can go back to that schoolyard. And if you remember the strict rules, it has to be during those recess hours. So these kids might come out on their recess or their lunch and see a couple grown men beating each other to death. But you know what? It's for the love of the sport and maybe we can inspire the next generation of Rusty Fence Hepatitis Wrestling. And that's enough rambling from myself. We're going to get into this next episode. Sebastian Suave, James Key, Smash Wrestling. Let's go!
1: From Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio.
0: And I just want to start off by saying thank you guys for coming in. I know your baby is about to be on television right now, and you're taking the time to... Talk with me, and yeah, I appreciate that. that. Yeah. You guys are businessmen. Like, I just, just keep it say, rolling. Until
2: ten seconds ago, I wasn't aware that we started. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I keep doing that. To our people. first show had nobody. I'm like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, We're yeah. on. What? Oh no, I, I gotta, I gotta cut there's that. No, <laughs> oh, it's there's good. no on air yeah. thing. It's here. all good. Yeah, are yeah. Having fun here.
0: I kind of just lean into the conversation. It's all I keep good hearing
2: here. people screaming, having a good time. We're. Debating if we stay in the studio or we go party.
0: Yeah, we're kind of like in the glass prison. I don't yeah. know if you've seen like the X-Men movies with yeah. uh, Magneto. Yeah. He's yeah. just That's all exactly plastic. It. Yeah, yeah.
2: We're the attraction. Dance monkeys. But but at the same time, this is our first time. This is like discipline, right? Do you, do you go where the partying and the screaming and the fun and the drinks are? or, But, you know, the studio is pretty dope too, so we'll see how long it lasts yeah we'll Uh, get out there in time but yeah big grats on the fight network deal thank you thank you
0: uh i just actually listened to the interview with you on the fight network and it was fantastic like if people want to hear like kind of like the inner workings of the business side of how that came to be you can listen to that but i kind of want to go back in time with both of you guys and what was the beginning exposure to you guys in wrestling, as a was it did it happen as a kid? Did it happen as like a teenager?
3: You want to uh,
2: take that first?
3: Uh, yeah, man. Uh, sure. Um, I was. It's weird. Like, I don't know if I should be admitting to this, but uh, my parents. Uh, I lived in Newmarket, Ontario, and my parents. uh They had these other friends um who lived down the street, and for some reason, one night, I guess, like back in the day, you had like a legal pay per view, like. Box. Oh yeah, yeah. I they, remember those. They taped Survivor uh, Series. Direct TV, bro. So they had like uh they taped me Survivor Series ninety-five. And uh I like I fell in love with it. Uh they had the 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 Survivor Series tag matches. It was uh Bret Hart and Bob Backlund, but the tape cut off before Undertaker and Yokozuna had the whole uh gimmick with uh Chuck Norris. <laughs> so um I missed that part. But from then on, like I was a Bret Hart fan immediately. Uh, and then it just kind of grew from there. I was a Shawn Michaels fan.
2: Oh 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 oh! oh. Tension already. We just of, started. I had here. a lot of tension <laughs> in my elementary school days, but dude, it, it, in college, one of my roommates who's a close friend now, um, he was in the same program as me, and mm-hmm. I found out he was a big wrestling fan, and he knew someone who was a referee. So we had like we had a friend who was a friend, right? Yeah, yeah. And we're like, oh, we're gonna bond. He's like, my favorite wrestler is Bret Hart, and I'm like. This is gonna get <laughs> ugly. <laughs> yeah, no. And I remember we used to like Did take you super such, kick him? Uh, We'd watch like WrestleMania, and I'm like, "Look, Bret Hart has no animation in selling. Look at look at Shawn Michaels. He just took an armbar. He just flipped all around the damn ring. <laughs> like I, get, I, it was getting vicious. Like we're t- attacking each other's dads. It's like, well, my dad. Well, your dad. <laughs> it got ugly. It's but, amazing. Yeah, it's
3: it was kind of like that. Just and then you you bond like similar. You find people who. You know, you're always talking about it. You're you're playing it. You're you're leaving the genesis on so you can have the theme music from Raw when you guys are, like, doing, like, your fake... Uh, can you swear? Yeah, you oh, can okay, say whatever the fuck you want. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible for that. Yeah. You're doing, like, your fake, like, uh, not backyard, but, like, basement wrestling with, like, lawn chairs as turnbuckles. And then, man, from there, like, my, my parents were always supportive of the passion, and, and that was kind of it, man. It just... my friends fell out of it. I'm the one that stuck with it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't think, like, it's the same for me. And I I think, to be honest with anything, it's in any industry, it's the same thing. It's passion, right? Why do people become musicians? Why do people become professional athletes, right? And uh, so the story isn't per se sexy, but when you share the stories with other people who share your passion, that's where it gets exciting. It's like, to Mm -hmm. the casual person saying, well, you know, I watched WrestleMania with my uncle or something when I was a kid it's like whatever like okay the guy likes I get it but to to, when you're talking uh, with me and yourself and other wrestling fans like it's like oh cool that's how you got into it oh no you got to meet that person like even the other day I just even heard uh, I think it was from Mark Henry being on Talk is Jericho and he mentioned how when he was a kid, he was leaning over the railing. He almost he, he fell, and Andrew and picked him up and put him back on the other side. And oh like, wow! Even Jared was like, "That's a cool story." Every like, and I was gonna be a fan for the rest of my life. And yeah. like, but that's what it is, right? Like to the average person, that's whatever. To me, I'm like, that's a really cool story. Like, I wish, you know, like i don't know who great collie picked me up (laughs) 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 i wasn't a kid but you know what i'm talking (laughs) about Still a little funny but but that's what it is right like i was three i was watching uh wrestling with my uncle and roddy piper just i don't know why i liked him not because he was a bad guy i think it was just because he was so animated and colorful and crazy and um my uncle as a result from my fourth birth it got me uh if you recall those uh, WWF action figures in the blue ring where if you snap their arms, they do like an uh, uppercut or a clench. Yeah, yeah, and they were like kind of yeah. short P- and yeah, very stocky. Short. Piper, yeah. Hogan, and it's funny because I remembered them based on their moves. Like, Piper had the uppercut, right? And Hogan had the double fist into the bear hug. And I recall the figures actually not being short and stocky, they were big. But oh, then okay. thinking of different ones then. But no no, you were yeah. right. But then when I finally like saw the figures down the road, I'm like, oh, they're short I'm like, maybe I was just you a kid. Were just <laughs> tiny. Yeah, I was tiny. just a tiny child. But I was like, so, no, yeah. those figures are huge. And I'm like, ah, why are these half the size that I recall?
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it's
2: it's the same thing for me, right? And I it evolves. Like then as a kid I ended up liking Shawn Michaels, and as a teenager, Kurt Angle, and then you start delving into like Japan and the, oh yeah, the, that's the, when it the, gets the, the like turn a downward and spiral. I'm sure everyone, everyone <laughs> has that same growth, right? There was the guys you like mainstream, and then it evolves over time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's something that. For us, it, it was an insane passion to take the risks that we yeah. did, whether it's as a as a performer or as a promoter. Yeah, definitely. And then but you
3: get into the business, and your life's over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the then you're here off.
0: drinking as much beer as you can. Yeah, it's it's awful we lifestyle, know. you know. But um, yeah. When was there your first like when 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 was the first time you stepped in the
2: ring, Sebastian? Was did you go to a class or did you? Um.
0: Know somebody?
2: So I never thought I'd become a wrestler. And when I was like a teenager, my mom would turn off the TV, and I'm like, I'm like, mom, Jericho's about to be Triple H for the title. What are you doing? It's great. She's like, promise me you'll never be a wrestler. I'm like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking like, (laughs) what are the odds of that, right? I'm
2: small, whatever. And when you watch mainstream wrestling, you don't know that there's a wrestling school like in a lot of corners, right? Yeah. And eventually, when I was like, I think seventeen. I noticed that there was a wrestling show. Um, It's because the more you get into wrestling, the more and the older you get. And with the growth of the internet, I'm like, uh, you'd start noticing that, oh, cool, there's... There's an article uh, on a Canadian wrestler or Jericho, and then you notice it's a Canadian wrestling website. So Slam Wrestling was a bit of my like dirt sheet without knowing what dirt sheets were, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, here's some cool interviews. Then it's like, hey, a wrestling show in Toronto. I'm like, okay. And then I realized that their website had a wrestling school in Toronto. I'm like, Squirt Circle Training has a company and a school in Toronto. I'm like, no way, that's my backyard. And then you, st- it's the thoughts that you had as a joke as a kid, the dreams were like, so I can. Train actually and yeah. become a wrestler. I'm like, no way. I'm and like, you almost discovered this thinking. whole
0: scene you didn't know existed. Yeah, like, at the and veil. then you start, <laughs> you
2: start giving real thought. I mean, you think about, as yeah. kid I'm going to become a wrestler, but now you're like, it's I can save the money and I can do this. Am I going to actually take the sleep? Yeah.
3: And then you promise promised your mom is out the window. Yeah, yeah
2: and for one year, I'd go four <laughs> days a week to wrestling school and tell her I'm going to gym. And she's like, he's not developing muscles. Yeah, but he's <laughs> coming back he's with these, she, these she chop she marks. Know what, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know what these amateur <laughs> shoes are, but those are really weird gym super shoes. Super limber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah, and then eventually, God bless them, my parents are the biggest supporters ever. But, like, um, yeah, I mean, the first time I stepped into... Uh, well, I went to watch a Squirt Circle show and I talked to my trainer and I got... It, it sounds so cheesy. Even as a wrestler, you'd be like, okay, kids, calm down. It's not that... I, I'm like, I got to touch a ring. But that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like you a big says, yeah. yeah, it is. Like, you know, yeah. Sometimes I think in the positions we are as wrestlers or performers, we forget what it was like for us to meet a big-time wrestler the first time or what it was like to touch a ring for the first time, what it was like to be backstage or like to, to meet a legend you know uh, you get used to it right I think at face value you say yeah this guy's a legend but your mind isn't reacting like it's a legend right yeah. yeah I get to be in a ring at this venue but you know what you're doing but you don't really uh, appreciate it the way you used to mm-hmm. back in the yeah. day because it's we're, we're still fans but it, being on the inside forces you to be a fan in a different way mm-hmm. and I, I always try to tell myself like I got to wrestle Xbox in a really good match and I've wrestled Bobby Lashley and Tatanka and like there's other big names but I I reference guys like that because those were guys I watched as a kid. Imagine telling that seven year old or twelve year old, you're gonna wrestle that guy and it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, it's day. almost
0: like surreal to yeah. think yeah. about. Yeah,
2: it'd I mean, be yeah. like it'd be like playing guitar with like your favorite band on stage, right? It'd yeah. be mm-hmm. like you got in a hockey fight and William Clark and you beat the pummel the hell out of someone. you <laughs> like oh, yeah. Like,
0: no, it's, and it's cool that you think that way. Like you're still kind of connected to those thoughts you had That's as our a kid audience, watching. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I'm sure, right like, now. it probably makes you stronger as a performer when you Hopefully. see somebody in the crowd and like. You know mm. what?
2: There's always, and it's in wrestling more than any other. There's the crazy fans. Oh, that crazy obsessed fan. Oh, look at the belt. To be honest, I I was such an obsessed wrestling fan as a kid my friends in high school actually created a wrestling intervention i thought i was going to hang out they sat me in a circle and they weren't trying to be funny They're like all you do is reference things to wrestling and in wrestling catchphrases like you know my friends who didn't <laughs> know wrestling were saying gimmick they were applying <laughs> it in regular conversation <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens. Like, you started a faction of like two groups fighting a you know at, at recess like <laughs> you know like I Even we had a mandatory grade 11 drama field trip. Mm -hmm. I skipped it because I was going to meet Jericho at Walmart to get his autograph, and I was going to lose 30%. My teacher actually created an exception for me, which she wasn't supposed to, because it was very clear that Sebastian is the obsessed wrestling kid and she knew it was non-negotiable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like this addict. Yeah, <laughs> and I I'd do all the poses. And, like, I had... Um, like, if you guys remember in high school, there'd always be, like, uh, once in a while, you'd have that Friday off or, or Monday off. It wasn't a civic holiday. It was just an extra day off. I'd always have parties in my house. I'd, they'd be, like, t- the the 12 to 12 parties or whatever. We So we'd leave it. People would come over and, you know, you'd play foosball. We'd watch movies. We'd watch some wrestling. But we also had fantasy wrestling matches. And I'd book the most... Stupid things ever. I'm like, you can tell there was a Booker mindset. I'm like, I have two friends named Andrew. I'm like, an Andrew versus Andrew match. The winner gets yeah. So like, you know, so while people are trying, <laughs> the to loser actually, to lose yeah. So while we're actually it's trying true. to submit each other or <laughs> pin each other, you're also like, all right, give me a stunner, buddy. And we do stuff like that. Or like, there was, we had one friend, Brian, who's a, a tiny uh, guy who was fragile and never wanted to uh, participate. So we had a bigger friend. I forgot what his name was like, let's say Steve, but it was Steve versus Brian and a Brian doesn't know about it match, right? (laughs) So like, or it was me versus John Cena the one time. I was like, John, she's not going to be at your party. I'm like, yes, he is. And I had, uh, I got those free life-size John Cena board, you know, the standing uh, cardboards. Yeah. Yeah. And I put curtains in front of my second floor window. And I threw John Cena through the the cardboard out the window, like (laughs) the big spot to a tail. But I'm saying this is, we're all laughing, right? But this is so like, this is the kind of stuff that I'm not, I don't look down on fans, but it's the stuff that some people can look down on fans. They're crazy. But what I'm trying to get out with all these stories is that was once me. So when I look at our crowd, sometimes as a wrestler promoter, and I see that crazy fan, I'm like, I was worse. Or if this guy is even more extreme than me. I'm like kudos to him because the, the the kid in me wishes he was he would have probably yeah. looked up to that guy. Man, I wish I had eight belts like that guy. Like uh, there's a there's a fan and I'm, I'll say his name because I'm not saying this in a negative way. Yeah. But uh, Al, uh, there's yeah, this guy. Yeah. He has a basement with maybe like seventy thousand dollars worth of like a hundred yeah. belts, hundred autographs. Al. Every mm-hmm. yeah. And now it's it like dresses like, up that, like the guy. It's like crazy. yeah, it's crazy. I guarantee you, the kid and teenager in me who was obsessed and had all the collections that was would have I would have thought that Al was like. A king right mm. but that's what i'm trying to Dude, get i at.
3: had fucking razor ramon light switch covers yeah. <laughs> That's and, incredible. But, you know you know what I've transitioned to?
2: So there's one wrestling show and I'm se- I'm making like insane money off merchandise, DVDs, action figures. And one of the fight or flight guys, uh, these yeah. g- this the younger tag team, like, That's amazing. He's so she's like, Where do you get all these? This is you're making so much money. I'm like, Oh, it's a bunch of my childhood collectible and memories that uh he's selling I'm memories. selling He's, on he's on like he's I like, need room. And he looks at me I'm like, I'm not funny. I'm like, uh you got a fun smash to get to the next so he's like he, he looked so sad and he goes dejected he's like honestly this is the, it's very depressing to hear that and then he comes back to me time and slowly he's like dude i'm still upset over hearing that you're selling your like childhood like wrestling dreams over trying mm-hmm. to uh, keep, maintain the company <laughs> yeah. oh man but, but that's that's kind of in the transition yeah and it's kind of like a
0: sacrifice for to victory type of thing yeah and yeah james like how did you get in the business like and also you do kind of like a promotion type thing yeah so? man so um it's a little bit of a different story like um I'm not like a wrestler, right? So Yeah, yeah.
3: Um but I mean I have taken a few super kicks here and there. <laughs> uh both uh Johnny Gargano is one of them. He's uh, on NXT now, but Yeah, yeah. Um oh. uh, mine was different. I um I, I went to a, a Ring of Honor show with uh a friend of mine named Shane uh Smith and he um he introduced me to a mutual friend of ours actually his name's Arturo Cal, Um you might know uh, he was in WWE briefly as Kyle Edwards. I uh, used to host Aftermath on uh, the score before it was uh, Roger Sportsnet. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I was an intern for the radio show. I was a uh, producer on the radio. Oh, cool. And um, that's how I met Jimmy Corderas. And I worked there with Arda for about four or five months. And then Sportsnet came in, bought it, and they shut down the show. And a couple weeks after, Arda invited me out to this uh, wrestling show. He's helping out. He's like, Yeah, you got to come check this out. And. Um, yeah, I I was there. Loved the show. Um, went back a couple times. And then one day there was this uh, guy there, huge asshole, yeah. and he's like, he's like, hey man, kill me lift this table, like move this table. Yeah, yeah. I was like, sure. and move the table, and then it just. Hey, you want to meet at Tim Hortons and talk about? Uh, made the worst decision. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, made the worst decision. Of making friends <laughs> hey with James, that This dude. is going to be fun. Don't worry, it won't take yeah. too much of your time. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, yeah, four years later, massive uh, <laughs> debt. Uh, you know, time I'll never get back. No um, friends, um, no family. You know, but it's like it's it's weird because uh, I was I say this to these guys all the time. You know, uh, doing that, yeah, like we've all given up a lot and stuff, but. Um, my mom once told me when I was a kid, like, cause I was, she was always saw how passionate I was about wrestling. She's like, just write Vince McMahon a letter and you'll get a job. And I'm like, that's really not how fucking works. Right? Like, you don't, mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, Bill Gates, give me a $4 million yeah. salary job. I like your hires. Yeah. Right. So, um, but when I got, when, you know, doing it, it's kind of like fulfilling that, like not self-fulfilling prophecy, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of living out part of her intention. Right. So um i wouldn't change it and these guys i said to these guys the other day like a lot of my friends like i don't have a lot of the friends i carried when i growing up but i have like all these people like these guys are my family now and like when i die i expect these guys to be at my funeral if i if i actually decide to get married which i won't uh, (laughs) i expect these guys to be there right like it's yeah yeah we talk
2: about this like it's insane sometimes how the members of our team are there for each other like when we go through hard times or like, hey, we know each other's parents. You've been at my house. You've been there for my birthday. You you know, my, my <clears> kid decides to call you uncle, you know, like stuff like that. It's, it, and when we have, you know, it, it's funny because I'll say this, like there's sometimes where James or I have had a really like rough time in, with our jobs or something. Yes. Guess who we go to? Yeah. Other friends yeah. or family, like coworkers, like we go to each other. Yeah. Especially but, like,
0: like they... S- You've all seen each other, like, try to build this from the ground yeah, up. Yeah, and man. you guys thing, man. been it's through like, trials and we ups, downs, everything. We go to war, not to
2: use the cliche line, we would yeah. go to war together, right? Mm-hmm. These are people you trust and you respect. And, you know, I don't mean scrap in a negative way, but, like, you know, uh, we're, we're comfortable to do that. We like, oh, yeah, we argue. We're comfortable yeah. to speak up. And like, but that shows mm-hmm. our bond and our trust and respect level and the friendship. And uh, it's something that it's been very evident to me you don't we don't have with a lot of other people like we we have friends we have family like it's not a knock on them but there's there's a unique relationship because i think it's we have such a strong passion for wrestling and in turn now for smash wrestling that that's that passion is like is not 100 percent, it's like 200 percent. and it, we've opened that passion mm-hmm. and we we put that passion to work with each other, so the un- the relationships we have is very unique from anything else with other people, and that's like it's a family, right? Yeah, it's our- fucking beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's crazy because like
3: like I said, I'm not a wrestler, so getting to do what I do as part of it is like is 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 totally fulfilling and a dream come true, and and even more so, like I said, joking, yeah. I got to, this. This guy's giving me the opportunity to, to get in there, and I've I've taken a super kick from Johnny Gargano. It doesn't sound like a, a lot to to the guys, but to a guy who, who that guy watched could the,
2: very well be an intercontinental or a WWE yeah, champion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's
3: yeah. he's you know yeah.
2: it's crazy, and um, you know it's it's. Uh, I think yeah. even from I've played both sides of you know being a wrestler and a promoter, but I I sometimes find playing a role in a big creative aspect is and i think you can get this with musicians and people who write and do movies uh cre- doing something creatively and seeing it blossom mm-hmm. there's there's a feeling that's for me it almost sometimes rivals being a wrestler or putting that dream match and uh, james has played a good role in a lot of character development a lot of vignettes a lot of concepts and Thanks, like man. no yeah it's true but like uh, i it it I assume it's the same for you as me it's it, there's is a priceless feeling about yeah. seeing just not just not seeing it work but you think about it there's a bunch of people on, in your live audience, there's a bunch of people who buy the DVDs and the on-demand subscriptions. There's a bunch of people from other companies and the peers and uh, there's a bunch of people on social media and then there's mm-hmm. a bunch of people in higher up companies that hire these people uh, or, ha- or scouting these people. They're all praising this character or this direction or the storyline or like, for example, when we had Rosemary versus Allie, we had two, I don't want to call them local, but here's two talented girls who uh, were at the forefront of our company when it's not common for women to be at the forefront and we're not trying to shove a divas revolution in people's face we're saying here's a compelling story here's compelling characters here's a compelling rivalry here's growth in both of their characters here's one taking a 180 and having a new character and these vignettes and these promos and this use of language and we got to play roles in that i'm not taking anything away from the talent the talent put in just as much as we did but even if let's say we put in a touch it's very rewarding to see us put in our two cents and seeing an entire wrestling community appreciate what they're seeing oh,
0: yeah, yeah definitely because you all just planted the seeds to something that's bigger than yourself yeah and if anyone, to see it come together if anyone that's... follows
2: us people like Tarek, rosemary well old machines mm. uh, kevin bennett like we've yeah, we've cultivated a lot of her. You know, we're not trying to take credit, but yeah, we, yeah, we see we see these people as talented people, as people willing to put in work, as people who are loyal to us, as people who have potential. And we're not trying to take credit. We're saying, hey, you got something great. Let's let's put it out there and let's let's give you a ball to run with. And, yeah, and you know, it's like a coach if you're saying, hey, you're the talent. You're the one who's going to have to make it happen. But we want to. Here's a game play to to get you in the end zone, right? Mm-hmm. And it feels mm-hmm. really good that we put our faith in the right people and we put together the right game plan, right? Yeah, definitely. And from my experience of watching wrestling
0: too, I find like that's when the stars happen, when the company gives the talent a little bit of freedom. That's what happened with... Stone Cold, like, mm-hmm. one of the biggest yeah. wrestlers ever. Yeah. Would you say that, like, that's yeah.
2: something that at least I think and I hear from our roster, a lot of the wrestlers appreciate. And, I mean, they, I, it's it's one thing for them to talk to me as a fellow wrestler, but I see it a lot. They go up to him for ideas or for feedback. They're, like, they're not saying, oh, I'm the wrestler. They're, like, mm-hmm. hey, James, what do you think about this? And, like, I think they they, they trust. There's a level of trust in, hey you know, what do you how do you think we can make this work?
3: Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I think there's like a a track record at least, right? Like I mm-hmm. mean you know, you have I mean it doesn't start out that way. They don't immediately like, oh, this guy looks like he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> like, fuck, let's talk to him. Yeah. Um you you find someone who, who uh you work with and, and they take a chance on you. Sebastian's been great taking a chance on me and some and some of the the people, the talent is as you know, every time they ask your opinion they're taking a chance on you. And um I just I don't like to 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 misuse that by being like lazy or not thinking something through and and vice versa not hearing out what they have to say because at the end of the day they're the ones who have to execute it mm-hmm. so yeah.
1: and it's great yeah we
2: work together right like i don't think we've uh, you see it in wrestling sometimes a company tries to take uh credit for a character or a wrestler doesn't try to give credit but like um it's one thing where we've always said you know we give someone a ball they have to run with it mm-hmm. and Um, We're like Home Depot. Yeah, you can get the tools, man. (laughs) And it's got a lot of these. A lot of these wrestlers have credited us online, but they've done it privately too. Sometimes we don't even ask. Or like, there's guys like I'll I'll just say because he's a friend of ours, Tarek. Like, he doesn't need to kiss our ass. We like him, but he says, "Hey, man, just letting you know these big opportunities coming. I know why I'm getting them. It's because of you guys, and because you know you put your your faith in me. And like, it's that's the ultimate compliment because you know there's nothing for them to gain. They're being appreciated. They're already right? in the position to, And, to and succeed, we're the same. Right? We're appreciative of them. Thank you for believing in us. Thank you for giving 120%. Thank you for, you know, uh, knowing that this was something. You 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 helped us grow just as much as we helped you grow. Like, we we bust ass, but these guys have to deliver at the end of the day because it's, it's, it's a live show, right? Definitely. If they don't do, do the promos and uh, the character development and the crowd interaction at live events and uh, the the athletic skills, it doesn't matter what we put together, oh. right?
0: Mm-hmm. I could tell you guys are also very respected by like a lot of like the bigger names in the indie scenes just by looking at some of the cards you put together and just from everybody like coming from like New Japan, you got Luch Underground guys, mm-hmm. you got PWG guys. It's like all over like what's hot is like coming to Toronto and working with you guys. We're nowadays. in over our heads all the time
2: <laughs> to the point <laughs> yeah. that yeah. It's, it's probably a norm and we don't think we're in over our heads, but we've probably been in over our heads uh-huh. consistently. Yeah, you look at the like. There's the
3: other guys that <laughs> here. Alan, he's uh, our producer, and um, it's funny. You, like we, you look around at like the three of us, and you're like, you know, sometimes you're just like, "What the fuck is happening? Like, <laughs> why? Why? Like, how is this here? Like, uh, Cassius ono, uh in NXT here now. Chris Hero, he was a huge part of of our growth, and you sometimes you're like, this fucking guy is one of the world's greatest yet he yeah. wants to to help us and he wants to to continue to see us grow yeah um
2: he, he plugged the hell out of <clears> us <throat> and call us a special place and put he, i can't tell you how many wrestlers said hey i'd like to work for you chris hero said great stuff about you guys uh fucking kevin owens
3: on talk yeah. is jericho same thing
2: he did not have to do that on a WWE platform in front of a mainstream audience so it's like and he's guys like that strictly do it out of goodwill they have nothing to gain from yeah. it they, they. I think they appreciate what they see us doing. Definitely, and it's an acknowledgement, and I think that's again, it goes back. That's the reward where, whether it's Tarek putting us over privately to us or Kevin Owens doing something like that, it's it's the ultimate acknowledgement. And people don't have something to gain, but they want to say something good about us. Definitely,
0: mm. and I think it's too like there's a certain vibe you guys put off to, and I hear all these stories about like different indie promotions where they're like shady and like. Some some of the bigger names they have to keep doing these indies yeah. to to make a decent wage, mm-hmm. and I think just people appreciate really really solid business and being able to have fun and
3: yeah. And yeah. the the to, to your point, the one thing Sebastian's always preached, and I keep saying that in the last couple of interviews, is Sebastian's always preached because he does a lot of preaching, <laughs> uh, but Preach on, preacher man. <laughs> <laughs> but he's right. Is is that at the end of the day, like you really do get what you put in and we don't sometimes we, like to be honest we don't do it for the gain we we do it because it's the right thing to do like you treat these guys with respect when they come in like I, even if they're guys who are like they're they're vets and, and you know that they're doing this now to to, to make it like at the end of the day, treat people with respect you know take care of your talent when the talent comes in you know make sure that you know you show you show them a good time you you basically you know just be a good dude like don't Yeah,
2: like, we treat someone, like, let's say, I'm going to use Chris Hero as an example, just because he came in. Uh, Sorry, we were just talking about him. So, we're like, hey, let's treat him well because it's the right thing to do, but also because if we treat him well, he'll treat us well. That's our end goal. Just uh, be nice to someone so they're nice with you. But then there's a ripple effect to that. We're like, hey, he's been putting us over these people. Hey, these people want to wrestle for us because we've treated Chris Hero well. We didn't intend to get those benefits, but we've seen it over the course of mm-hmm. a long time, but it's, it's gone beyond just with like the mainstream talent. Do it with yeah, the local just guys. Be a fucking fun with, place to work. Yeah. yeah do it, yeah, it with definitely. the young kids. Do it with your venue. Do it with uh, your sponsors. Just, I think it, it's, it should almost be too obvious, but you know, a fucking you
3: sponsor comes to this guy's frigging family barbecue. Like that's, that's the <laughs> way, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's the yeah. kind of, nothing is more indicative of, of that attitude than like at that barbecue. There's like me, seb there's uh the the sponsor uh some of the wrestlers yeah Yeah. Yeah. there's non-wrestling people it's just it's crazy to think it goes uh, beyond the business I'm i'm
2: fully aware that like hey maybe this is a good thing for sponsors you know but that's not why i did it and like i don't need you know there's many other ways to to be good to a sponsor extra comp tickets or here's some extra plugs but it's just like i like this guy he loves us he treats us so well uh we get along he gets along with my staff. He gets along with my wrestlers. Hey, uh, it's my barbecue. I want to be around people who like each other, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's all it is. I like the guy. I like the people here. He, it's great to have him in that circle. But again, it's something that, to James's point, I don't even think about till now. But maybe that goes a long way with him. Maybe he didn't say it to me, but in the back of his mind, he's like, this guy brought me to his home, around his family, amongst wrestlers. I mean, you, usually, you think wrestlers. Keep people. I mean, it's not the '70s or something that you know. You can't <laughs> yeah, <like> you hear <laughs> all those old stories. Yeah, I mean, and I'm even harping on that, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I guess we just we tr- just treat people decent, but uh, I I guess it's a big deal going to what you said. You hear these horror stories about the Indies, and I yeah. think I it's my assumption but I guess there's a lot of horror stories in India because I'll be honest independent wrestling is probably the worst business choice for anyone to do it to start up a company if you're just thinking as a business standpoint yeah just don't do it revenue versus uh, expenses versus risk versus uh, legalities versus uh uh, an ethical standpoint amongst <laughs> 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 <Yeah>, do <don't laughs> do it just, just, just so much that, like, like yeah. if there's a list of get 10 into porn 10, <laughs> here's 10,000 <000, laughs> hello students here's 10,000 businesses with, it's right at the bottom right yeah. but for us to blossom and succeed in that uh, I and is astonishing but at the same time again because it's it's difficult business i think that's why there are shortcuts and shady stories not always per se because there's bad people in the industry or people in wrestling are dirtbags mm-hmm. It's that it's so tough because it's so tough people take shortcuts when they're like man like maybe yeah, i yeah. won't do that now but if i'm running laps in high school like I, i'm taking that shortcut around that pylon <laughs> you know? yeah 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 and that's that's what wrestling is people may want to you know cut someone down and offer them a little less money it's not substantial but the way i look at it now is would you rather piss that guy off it's not going to make or break me but that's how we look at it but wrestling's a tough business and yeah. i've seen it i'm not going to get into specifics but people take shortcuts or they're going to ask for favors or they're gonna uh, not have insurance that's a vague example that i'm not pinpointing anyone but it's stuff that it's a tough business and i think that's why sometimes you hear these horror stories about wrestling mm-hmm. but um, it's just so hard that yeah. you're
3: so tempted not to do it the right way. But, but from day one, our thing's always been like, you know what, just, just do it the right way. Take pride. Like It's always like, it's the name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back. Right? Yeah. That kind of mentality and just always make sure that at the end of the day, like smash wrestling comes first and whether it's the perception or how people actually enjoy it like that has to come first
2: our, our philosophies are also cliche but we actually apply them and that's not knocking others but i think that's to be honest it might be a general strategy yeah. and general I challenge business, anyone right? to fucking challenge it, it. Yeah. for real yeah if anyone starts a regular business i mean you hear about all startup businesses often fail it's like the secrets aren't that hard. It's just yeah. whether you're willing to apply or not. Like you just yeah, talked definitely. about, yeah, definitely. Everybody wants it overnight uh, success. Uh, like, here, you talked nothing, about starting yeah. up this thing from your old job, right? And and mm-hmm. this and we talked about it's just a lot of harder work, but it's passion, right? Yeah, and definitely. A lot of people in your shoes or mine may not succeed. It's not that they don't know. It's just they don't want to put in the work and the time, right? Mm-hmm. Or they don't want to do it the right way. And I think that's what it really comes down to: Are you willing to to put in the time? Yeah. Are you willing to do it the right yeah way. it
0: goes beyond money I mean, there's other factors just, but i think that's yeah. the foundation right you do,
2: yeah. you're defined by your foundations yeah. mm-hmm. definitely
0: it's it's so cool to like finally do this wrestling episode like <laughs> since this show is like inception like i think i started dabbling with podcasting a couple years ago i'm like oh i need to fucking do a wrestling episode because <laughs> i watch so much goddamn wrestling nowadays yeah and like None of my friends are into it, but like I'm like... Fuck it. Let's take over. What are you yeah, watching yeah. now? What are <laughs> you right watching now? Right I'm now, I'm trying to catch up on the G1 Climax. Wrong uh, answer. It should have uh, been Allegan. Smash Wrestling. Oh, the fight of course. Now. Which is on at Thursday, eight or it's at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern. On the Fight yeah. Network. But yeah, G1 <laughs> Climax. That's awesome. Oh, that's Yeah, great. yeah. And,
2: and uh, a guy in that tournament... I know should, Michael Elgin. I've heard that Elgin's tearing mm-hmm. it up right now, and I'm going to be trying to... Um. Yeah, hopefully catch up on some of that but like we've been just so consumed with the Fight Network stuff but yeah yeah and he, he's on your show tonight as yeah, well right yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a guy that uh, you know he was from Ontario and he, he he's the epitome of someone who uh, he's special but he didn't succeed because he's special oh. he succeeded oh, work, ethic. work ethic work ethic you know, mm-hmm. like, there's no one who trained harder than him. There's no one who showed up to drove. more shows than him. Drove, <laughs> drove, drove to Atlanta and Florida <laughs> from, you know, put more mazel cars. For put, nothing. He, would, he yeah, put the guy get paid. all his eggs in a basket. And you know what? Everyone knows that you you have no guarantees in this business. But he's a guy that, like, it's like, yeah, is his talent A-plus? Yes. But he didn't make it because he's A-plus. He made it because no one works harder than him and no one wanted more bad than him. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, when you work that hard, I guarantee there's, you know, you get in situations where – your passion may be misconstrued and people may give you heat. He's like, he burned bridges. He's not going to make it. Well, this guy works so hard that there's no bridge that can stop him. He'll fly yeah. over it. He'll build Swim. a new bridge. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's and you can kind of see that in the style of how he wrestles yeah. Yeah. too, which is and interesting you know, to and me. And you know, it's like, he's a guy that I always appreciated, but I think... As each year grew, like went by, like I appreciate him more than like I thought. Like I had a world of respect from five years ago, and like I see, like man, like this this guy's unreal. Like every roadblock he's hit, every transition in his career, yeah. he's hit. Like he's just growing and becoming better, and it's just you can't stop him. You can't you can't deny. It. It's like you you hear all the you know the uh, the lines like cream, the cream rises to the top. He, he's the cream man. Yeah. Like and it's cool. even if he wasn't, yeah, you
3: would just do it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: But it's it's kind of cool to see that he's a guy that I've known for a while, and he's a guy from Ontario, and he's a guy that. Always put over smash, and James can attest to this. We didn't ask him, he'd put us over. He's like, hey, You know, what I do. He messaged me sometimes, and he's like, Uh. He'd be like, hey, man, I just want to say, keep doing what you're doing with Smash Wrestling Your team are crazy. doing very special things. Thank- he's, a- he's saying, thank you. He's like, thank you for bringing good wrestling to Ontario. Oh, and I'm like, awesome. and then you, you don't think he's doing it for politics. And I'm like, hey, you know, it'd be great to have him back. And you're like, hey, are you for anything? He's like, no, man, next four months are filled. He's not. So he's not doing even for he's a booking. He's <laughs> no, just do- he just he's notices saying, what you, you guys are up to. He's thank you for doing good stuff in where I came from, right? And that's the cool thing. He appreciates... There's no incentive there. He wants to see wrestling do well and that's how his passion. So, like, a guy like that, I have a world of respect for. And that's... I think it's like, uh, if you ever see a wrestling... You, you see uh, fans get behind a wrestler, let's say, like, Daniel Bryan... Uh, because of their story their human story the, the 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 who they are as a person right they're a great wrestler but you you hear some of their interviews you hear the backstory and elgin's the same thing i, mean, I know he's a good wrestler but i like seeing him succeed when he uh, i believe it was when he won the iwgp u.s title like oh yeah that I was, was like, awesome i was like i was like man like that's fucking cool and yeah. it wasn't because he's a talented wrestler i'm like because this guy deserves it and he loves wrestling and he loves the business he's like so like I was telling, he's putting over stuff that he has no no need to politic for, right? Yeah, and definitely. So like he's my he's one of the guys that I have a human story attachment to. I'm like I love seeing guys like that do well. They deserved it. I I I wish him a lot more titles and success and stuff, right?
0: Amazing. And even uh, on the topic too, my first wrestling show on this. Uh program was almost Michael Elgin because oh, uh, when you had him in town for the last event uh, yeah. I was like okay I've been geeking out so hard for New Japan and mm-hmm. I just I just love Michael Elgin yeah. <laughs> like as a fan I'm uh, like I'd love to have him in I here. will
2: be ballsy and say I, can't, I, I hate making promises I can't keep as yeah. a promoter that's a policy <laughs> but let's say as close as again I have a feeling if we have him in next time because he has family here so if he's in here he's not here for like 24 hours I think we can work something out. Uh, if I tell him like, <laughs> yeah. if I tell him the this VIP a good brother. If yeah. I <laughs> tell him the VIP treatment that we're getting here at the junction, yeah. yeah. and we're going to be talking shop, he'll be in.
0: I appreciate that too. And even like so I went on his Twitter and I was like, okay, am I going to send him a message and I noticed like a booking thing. So oh. I'm like, okay, I'll talk to his booker, quote unquote. Oh yeah. And within th- like a couple minutes, I got back. It's like, "Hey, it's Mike. Here's my phone number." I'm flying in. Um Yo yo, what's up?
3: People Sorry, people are outside. That's yeah. not a wave. I think
1: come on down. Uh, yeah.
3: What's
0: up? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, that's why I sit on this side and not that side. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, whoo but uh he's, he just seems like such a cool guy and he really wanted to make this interview happen, but due to his scheduling he couldn't and he oh. was he just it was just so like nice, and like I didn't expect like even a response, and yeah. I was like, "Wow!" Now I'm like texting him, and I remember even like I'm trying not to fanboy, but I'm yeah. just like, "Oh my god!" I'm texting him and like overthinking <laughs> the simplest response, like it's like dating. just just like a like yeah. a oh, yeah, oh, anyone, good, thank you. anyone I'm like, oh, listening uh, can relate. Yeah, to that. yeah. That's, with yeah. whole, that's <laughs> me with every woman, with,
2: <laughs> w- whether it's uh, with relationships or your boss or uh, a text or an email. You're sitting there like, okay, what if I wore this like this? Or yeah. like, oh, like, maybe I should keep <laughs> it simple. Real is like, uh, I, anytime I get in that situation, I'm like, one sentence. Just like, don't overthink it. Just, yeah, yeah, just like, what do, you do I need you to would say? What, what's say? <laughs> my <laughs> message I'm trying to convey? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, I, we all do that.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was a cool afternoon. And yeah, much love to him. What a yeah. fucking great dude. Yeah. And
2: like, just killing it right now. Yeah, like, yeah you know, like. All, all over the world. Earth, like Earth yeah. Radio reached me out and said, hey, there'll the, the, be a drink on the house. I sat there for like an hour thinking, do I ask for two drinks or
1: one drink? <laughs> <laughs> or Am I pushing my luck? Do I wait No no,
0: Yo, no we're getting another picture after this if guys goes right. down? Done. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, Sebastian. Also I want to talk about your gimmick that's kind of developed oh, now. That's been fun, yeah. It's, it's it's brought Super a lot of original, Like, um, I've never seen something like that. How would, how would you explain it? Like, uh, uh,
2: Really, it's a sponsored athlete. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I had a bunch of ideas for, like, a new character. And they were okay, but, like, nothing really clicked. And I think, like, I would relate it with James to when we're trying to think of vignettes or character development. Mm-hmm. And we have good ideas, but, or a show name. But, you know, th- there's always that idea we come up with. Within a second, we all agree right away. Yeah. That's what I was waiting for. There's good ideas, but I'm like, I need. And then uh, I remember, like, you see nowadays, all these wrestlers have, like, they'll put over a T-shirt company and they have a code for 10% off. And, like, I'm a sponsored athlete. Mm-hmm. And so, I, like, I'd always think of that. I'm like, uh, I'm like, ah, oh, imagine, like, doing that to a next level. I'm like, because... That's just <laughs> simplified, and I started thinking all these ideas about, you know, y- y- whether it's being dressed up with like sponsor tags, like a NASCAR driver, or yeah, yeah. having commercials in the middle of your match, and like fucking incredible. Yeah, that's genius there's, by there's, the way. There is, thank you. There's, there's some ideas that like wouldn't be fully original. We've seen like uh, some characters have some extension of that, but nothing has been to this level where, uh, you know, the nickname, the endorsement, which my manager Kingdon James came, and I always remembered, I want like. I wanted a manager. I'm like, if you're you're a sponsored athlete, have someone be putting you over. Like you are a product, right? And just just a uh, eventually having like a move called by a sponsor's name or your promos being almost in an infomercial type manner. And yeah, yeah. And there's so much I haven't even done yet, but like I wanted to gradually evolve because part of part of coming up with the character was. You know, you do well, and I've talked to you about this, James. It's like, um, it happens with some of our wrestlers, and it's happened to me. It's like, it's not that you're bad. It's that you're good, you're fresh, but the fans have seen it. Mm -hmm. They've relatively seen your moveset. They've Mm -hmm. relatively seen your character. They've relatively seen your promo. Um, I'm only going to use this example, not uh, because there's any struggles there, but because he's a close friend and, like, someone who's really talented with us. But John Greed, one thing that no one expects of him, it's always the easiest example to give, he's a big... Heavy guy over three hundred pounds you 'd never think he'd hit a frog splash and every time we go to New Town like we go to Quebec City. He's the most over guy no matter what because no one expected that out of oh, him. Oh yeah, yeah. Now if he does that in Toronto a hundred times, it's cool, but that crowd has seen that from him. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So what's next? What's his next character development? What's his promo? What's the new move said? What's uh his direction? And that falls par- partially on us and partially on him. And that example can be used of anyone. And in this situation, that was my struggle. Is like I know I have the talent stuff and um I think I needed a bit of a reset. And yeah, do you feel
0: like people just keep saying the same thing over and no over. No one thought again? I was
2: bad, but, but I don't yeah. think no one acknowledged me as standing out on a show. I was I'm on and it gets more ch- card, brother. Yeah, and you know what? It's 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 respectfully, I'm not trying to put down other kinds, but companies like Smash, it's you got the best of the best, right? It's harder to stand out amongst the best of the best. Like, I can't go on in in the small pond where there's a show of 100 people and, like, no distribution. And, hey, it's fun. Maybe the booker is a guy I like and respect and the shows are great. But it's easy to stand out there. But on a platform like Smash, there's more eyes, there's more pressure. And to be honest, like, where you have more eyes and more praise, there's also more criticism. So once in a while and i always did take it with a grain of salt but maybe sometimes people didn't really fancy what i was all about i'm like well maybe i need to do a bit of a reset maybe i need to and the the benefit of that is when i came with the new character i found so much more time to invest in that before i was always like so busy I'm like it's smash first and i gotta you know um go to the gym i gotta be a father and like all this and uh sebastian suave came last but when I had the reset with the character I was so excited that in the middle of working on Smash or the middle of the gym or middle of being a dad some ideas would pop to my head and I think that is something it's a fresh feeling and I think that's something I'm trying to preach to a lot of other people if you do something new and exciting that passion is intoxicating it's in you it's hard mm-hmm. to ignore it right you, you just keep mm-hmm. thinking about what you can do with this character right and uh, fortunately it's it's been fun to the point that a lot of my peers and people on our staff and the wrestlers and other people have enjoyed the character that they're pitching the ideas, which is great because when people get excited about what you're doing, sometimes you, you might strike lightning in a bottle with someone else's suggestion, not even your own ideas. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to call out
3: him. that Brad and I did name your finishing
0: move.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah
2: So <laughs> explain a bit of that. Like, okay, uh, yeah. so
3: we're sitting there and he's got he's like I've got this new move and this is what it is and he just walks away and so Brad, who's one of the uh, he's the color commentator for smash uh we're sitting there and we're talking about like oh we should name it and uh i i was like well his his gimmick is the endorsement gimmick and he's you know uh promoting all his his sponsor because he's a sponsor athlete so i was like oh man wouldn't it be funny if we like i was like just fucking call it brought to you by right and then (laughs) brad goes oh my god we'll call it brought to you by but every show will be like brought to you by whatever like it'll so just change with a with new genius. sponsor So each show i <laughs> yeah. had
2: actual sponsors and one particular sponsor would be the one that the move was brought yeah. to you by so it'll be
3: like <laughs> brought to you by like tide boom yeah, yeah
0: it was sick it's so genius yeah. and like entertaining because like i don't know people get like annoyed by like ads but there's something like lovable like just adding it to like a fucking wrestling game. Yeah, like, like, well, yeah. Throw the guy outside the ring. It's like, okay, Dude, now his, I'd like to take a
2: moment. To, when he does oh his commercials my God. are incredible. The yeah. first one I did was fun. I throw uh, threw my opponent out the ring and suddenly my manager goes to the TV scene for a commercial. People are like, are you really kidding me? And I'm doing the whole walk down the hallway. Like it's one of those, like, you know, those cheesy Everest college commercials. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, can't throw your garbage out the ring. Like I just did. Well, yeah. <laughs> so <had> our friends <laughs> out. And then you see the like little pop, so fresh, so cleaning services and like and then it's like context it, yeah. sensitive right like it's yeah. wicked yeah, you know? yeah and and it, it gets it's starting to get a little challenging where i don't think anything's stale but depending on your direction it's like you realize there's some situations where you a commercial wouldn't fit like in a multi-man match or uh if you're in a serious feud is like how do you go about getting the character over if you're a manager and uh there's a little bit of a learning curve there for me but i think that's where uh Rustlers really got to take advantage of all their platforms, right? Whether it's your ring time, whether it's your mic time, whether it's your promos, your vignettes, your independent. Just, you know, if the company's company's not, yeah, if the company's not releasing something, just make a 30 second video yourself talking about the guy. It doesn't have to be the official promo. Just talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, just tweet or Facebook a message like with the graphic. If the company advertised the match, share it and talk about it in character, right? Just find a hundred you know pop them um, on um, gifts and if the gif hopefully is me doing the thumbs up in character or uh doing the move brought to you by and remind people that it's brought to you by tide or whoever just find a hundred different ways to remind people who you are and what you're about so like and that's why because like right now i'm always trying to prioritize the character concept of my character i can go have a great match but i'm like all right but what about the character and there's times where i'm like well i can't do the commercial or something so I'm, now i'm thinking well what's your other avenues there should be and you know it's and i'm still learning on that but uh i've been embracing that and i think that's something that um fortunately learning this stuff is something that i'm trying to preach with my roster and it's something that these guys always have preached too it's like they'll see they're not being dicks but if we're running be i'll be a dick yeah (laughs) but like if we're pushing someone and we're put, we're like you're talented and we're putting our faith in you and guess what our crowd is responsive that they love you they hate you well, what are you doing in between yeah. all this? Give R- us more,
3: man. Like, yeah. let's let's like, here's the ball. Yeah, we'll take
2: it, man. If someone, if someone's like you, giving you the world's greatest blockers and opening a pathway, are you gonna stop and wave to someone in the row? Or you're gonna run, you know? Right. Like, yeah, like, yeah. hey, just you know, use the tools around you.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. It seems like it never ends either. Like evolution in wrestling, whether you're the performer a performer or like as a company, it just. There's, it just oh. never stops, and no, that's probably what helps. Yeah, you like can keep apply that going, to anything, though. right? You see, always yeah. if
2: those uh, uh, memes or like those motivational mm-hmm. things online always grow, always break your glass ceiling. But it's true, like you can't be content. What uh, we know this about our company: what was exceptional and above standards yesterday is the norm, or below norms now, whether yeah. we like it or not. Mm-hmm. And it's a challenge to keep growing. And how 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 much can you keep outdoing yourself? But uh, that's what you got to do. And it's the same as a performer, right? I think that's what. Um, Kenny Omega is a good example. I think I Mm -hmm. recently talked Mm -hmm. about this. How much better can he get, or how crazier can his matches get? Or people I've seen how much can he evolve his character? Chris Jericho, is the same way. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. and that Chris Jericho is a perfect example. Like you know, um, those are two guys who don't put themselves in a box. And you know what? Both of them are extremely talented, Mm. but they're two different examples. Of one guy is like you know towards the tail end of his career and reinventing the character and the stories and, and m- even making something little mean more. Right. And then there's the other guy who is just. Dude, the guy got a
3: fucking clipboard over. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, I think like
2: Kenny Omega is at a point where he's not breaking his, uh, like uh, glass ceiling. He's creating new standards. Like he's, he's innovating like new standards. Yeah. of Changing like, the business. And doing yeah. He's, new change, he's and changing the business. And I think that's, you know an extreme example but that's a true example of like hey you know this is what's got to be done you mm-hmm. know you can't be content and stay at the same level and you can take that on a personal level, uh, level for a wrestler it's like fine you're not Kenny omega being wrestler of the year but are you better than you were yesterday you know uh, yeah. are you are you literally better than you were the last show what have you done to evolve mm-hmm. and for me there's something that i was always appreciate that james noticed with the new character i just wanted sometimes add one or two new moves a match. I didn't yeah. have to go do something crazy but just just a little tweak. Sometimes it was character driven, sometimes it was more move driven, but it's just it like there was a move I just, just for the visual with yourself and anyone listening. I dragged the person's feet on the rope, kind of like Randy Orton's DDT, but I underhook their arms and spin him and give him a backbreaker. It was oh, cool. Right, yeah. It got a great response. Yeah. But after two shows or three shows, I didn't want to do that anymore because I'm like, I'll bring it back in a few shows. But just because it worked, some people, they just beat something to death and say they do that every show. Great. But like I talked about that frog splash, if you're a heavyweight, they've seen it and it'll still be over. But what 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 now yeah and, and so it's almost
0: me, okay they'll expect like that and they like yeah, okay, that's in his arsenal it's like all I think it's people's biggest is. gripe
3: i think well like that that type of fan i yeah. think that's their biggest gripe about wwe is that every match is, is so telegraphed in yeah, terms very of very cookie formulaic, cutter right? yeah. not that it's bad and
2: mm-hmm. i mean they're a global company has a great audience but I think to a certain... It's a double-edged sword, but yeah. I think that, like, for example, you need signature moves because you need people to get behind and get excited. Like, I'll, I always use Benoit as an example for this. Everyone knew Benoit would, every match, hit a flying headbutt, mm-hmm. a German, the chops, you know, the, the double forearm, like, uh, tackle, clothesline and stuff. The, he had the sharpshooter. Yeah. Like, it's you like knew a template. It was a, but, you know, some people, unfortunately, have their template, and it becomes stale. But someone like Benoit or, or Kurt Angle or Shawn Michaels, they had their templates... But the beyond their templates, they were still innovative and fresh. So that's why they weren't stale. Different ways template. to get into them. So they to do yeah, them. they yeah. understood mm-hmm. the part about TV and signature moves, and you know, uh, identifying something with the crowd. But beyond that, they also made sure that they were fresh and innovative. And so, you know, yeah, they still had more tricks up their sleeve. Ric Flair was even a great example of that back in the yeah. day too. Like Ric Flair had everything he was known for, but Ric Flair would still give you and some.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: true. And um now that you guys are like on T V, have you been mobbed like, Mobbed? Chased down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Just by you, man. Autograph. Okay. <laughs> and this is not gonna be the last time I mob you by the way. But um you guys have you been planning your shows differently? More like thinking storylines and it's Instead of like these one shot indie like type shows, or
3: it's uh it's tough because we always talk about this like when we're when we're doing when we started TV we we said we don't want to lose what made Smash Smash and that's our live event experience and it's something like Seb refuses to give up which I credit him for because I'm a big proponent of that too yeah
2: um you hear about like I'm not knocking any successful company but you always hear mm -hmm. people hate TV tapings they're long they put the main events to start the show so that's hot on TV there's too many breaks. And the like, the short answer on my end is we were already committed till August with our game. Our August, our Super Showdowns our big WrestleMania show, so a lot of storylines end. So we've already booked the wrestlers. We've already f- committed eight months, six months, three months to storylines, and now the next two, three months are our payoff. So we can't adjust that. We can't take people off shows. We can't say, all right, there's TV. So we're now, this guy who's in a very intense match, he's going to have two matches on the show so we can have him on TV more. You're just disrupting uh, the live event experience a lot, and you're just uh, so for us, is we committed to keeping things as is uh, for the live event until the end of August, and we're reevaluating it go- going September and forward. But to be honest, I don't think we're changing much, like James said, because um, I get it. You, let's say if hypothetically eight matches gave you three to four weeks of TV. Um, you don't want a guy who's like in a feud, oh, I want a piece of you and stuff saying next week, I'll see you in five weeks. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> at times, in addition to that, where we're at right now is we want to show our recent episodes, but, over the last two months but at the same time three and four months ago in these top-notch venues we have matches like michael elgin versus zach sabre jr we have a lot of mainstream or these or we we have a deal with impact wrestling where we're right after them and we can use impact wrestlers so why not air rosemary match that we had so yeah definitely um, we have to kind of bring people in it's like it's like booking i always said about running a wrestling company Good promoting brings in fan. Good booking keeps fans. A yeah. lot of people just focus on, oh, look at this great storyline. Yeah, but if you have thirty people, you, the atmosphere is not there, and you're not keeping anyone. You still have to bring people to keep. So mm-hmm. the same goes with what we're doing with the TV show. We need to bring in the new viewers, fans. Yeah. Like God bless the people who who watch us and support us or willing to give us a chance. But there's some people that we need to get them here to keep them here, mm-hmm. and that's where that's where we're at. And it's not the live event that we're adjusting. We're kind of it's what content we're putting out to get people to give us attention for a couple seconds so it's partially we have our gold tournament to start our tv right now which is a story in itself here's a tournament where the winner is going to face the champion at the biggest show of the year like rumble to mania right Mm -hmm. and in in between that we're sandwiching some really high profile matches that uh I guess it actually goes back to what James said, like Michael Onglin versus Zack Sabre Jr. truly defines our live event experience. People, Mm -hmm. hopefully it can be conveyed. These guys create dream matches. This crowd is packed. This crowd is rowdy. That's not us. That's our fans. We've earned their trust and they've kind of built this culture and this passion and, and this level of standard that other fans now have to live up to. Right. and, we like conveying that to TV, and I guess that's where we're at. But, um, yeah, I if we ha- we're gonna have to make some adjustments to TV, but as much as we can without disrupting that live event uh experience that we've kind of developed.
3: And I think the key to that has kind of been um going to other markets. I mean, I think if, if, you, if you stay in the same market, then you're reliant on those shows and how you can do those 12 shows because you're not going to run. Toronto twice in a month because then you oversaturation and people get tired of it once you find other markets you can do two shows and you can get that match after match you can get different stuff in there
2: yeah and we I I think it it, at least from my standpoint it gives me a lot of relief because let's say we do Toronto and London in the same month both venues have uh, a, a venue that's TV acceptable and we're bringing cards that are acceptable in London we always say it's not a B-Town, it's an A-Town like Toronto the crowd size is there, the crowd atmosphere is there, well you don't need let's say each show has 7 or 8 matches you don't need to release all of them, maybe uh, now you don't have to go 4 or 5 weeks between 2 guys fighting Mm -hmm. maybe you take them from 1 match at Toronto and now they have another match or the the storyline continues in a run in on the next town show and maybe there's a few shows that don't air on TV now whether that's because of name value or the performance of the match, or uh, just not having room or your priorities, whatever the reason is, but now you have something to play with, right? Yeah, definitely. And 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 that's where, like, yeah, it's 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 a learning curve for us. But this is where I think we have a bit of fl- flexibility now. So mm-hmm. uh, because reality is, like James said, if you're just in the one town and you just have, it's uh, very difficult. You you're kind of you're cornered. You you have no choice in how you lay it out. You you're either going to have to book some guys twice or two two matches on the same show and a run in and now they've seen seen sure it's great for t v but now the same person has appeared three times right mm-hmm. and, uh to the live audience and it it loses its uh it's Cache. Meaning, yeah with yeah. the crowd right it's
0: so interesting to hear you talk about that it's just so many factors and angles for different decisions yeah and and the same
2: is yeah. for large companies with TV uh, uh, but I think it's just different for them than us it's, there's so many factors for them yeah, but they
3: have 12 hours a week yeah, we have one
2: but there's so many factors for us but in a different way right Yeah, yeah, want, yeah. so I think our perspective is I think more fresh to an audience about mm-hmm. you, they, they hear all the mainstream interviews or the, the challenges or successes of running a show right but I don't think people hear you know our perspective or people in our shoes as much and that's because not as many companies are in the shoes that we're in and we're fortunate about that but i think that also gives us a chance to really stand out if we do it right
0: yeah totally and you guys got a big show coming up right in toronto
2: yeah uh,
0: yeah
3: oh you want, oh,
2: you want yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay uh
3: yes uh, august 13th is super showdown five yeah that you heard that correct we've been doing this for five years um it's technically not five yet. No, I yeah, no, well, it's, it's, it's the. F- I thought about the math the other day. I was like super short but on five, it's but it's cool. not
0: five years. Um, <laughs> you had two in one year. And <laughs> yeah,
3: and, um, it's just because yeah. it came before the anniversary. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. 12 it's not months a cyclical, makes one year. Yeah. It's not a cyclical year yet, but um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's. We've this is our biggest show of the year. Uh, the first one had Brian Kendrick and Paul London. Then we had the Super Smash Brothers versus uh, the Young Bucks um chris hero like it's always it's the marquee event it's where everything comes to to a head and this year is no different i mean top to bottom you look we got bobby lashley i mean hasn't been in toronto for 10 years yeah and he's taking on one of the world's best today in mike bailey so um you know all the all the people in the united states you know and across the world who who are watching mike bailey and, and don't get a chance to see him live now you're gonna get a chance to see him in a very unique matchup
2: against Bobby yeah. Lashley. The social media reaction that was unreal. And it was exactly how we, it was our philosophy of like, hey, it's David and Goliath, but everyone can well, actually, so, yeah. everyone can believe Mike Bailey beating Lashley because anyone who knows, tree, yeah. Yeah. yeah, everyone who's seen him knows what he's about. And um, what was it like? You said like there was a oh, reaction. Oh, yeah, because
3: so the social media, somebody said, uh, and it's actually when they said it, it's like you said what I felt when S- Sebastian presented it to me. <laughs> and that's like, Holy fuck! This is the match I never knew I wanted. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like, like very unexpected. But, right? Yeah, and
2: that, that's what's cool about. Like it. We get a
3: uh, Lashley Ryback, but like, yeah, who gives that, a fuck? That we're was like, yeah,
2: you know, that was our look on it. Like, this is different, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and we were so happy that hey, here's hundreds and hundreds of people saying the same thing without us telling them that we're mm. not saying this match is different. And they're like, yeah, no, we're like, guys, check what we're announcing, and they're like, this is amazing. Yeah, I didn't know this match was possible. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
3: And then. um we had uh, a storyline with uh, our most popular tag team, the Royal Machines, uh, Mike Rollins, and Impact's uh, Braxton Sutter. Uh, they were a very popular tag team, but they kind of you know go through hard times and they split up, so now they're going head-to-head. Uh, very comical stuff yeah, at time, too. Fantastic. If you get a chance to go online and check out some of their stuff, it's fantastic. Um, another tag team split up because someone, a douchebag, had to go away and uh, and be uh, and get a little bit of a reset, and then, you know... Stood up for his friend there for a little bit, but then turned on him by kicking him in the balls. This is
0: this uh, we're talking about Sebastian, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Sebastian. <laughs> Swab. I did it for the people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, did I did it for, for the, the sponsors. You'll
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <CLC>, see, Sebastian Slawik. <laughs> <Swab laughs> yeah, was,
2: <laughs> I did it for the consumers. And, for,
1: and, for for and I want to say,
0: people listening, go uh, find that on their YouTube yeah. channel. That was a very cool way of very how emotional. you guys did the very heel emotional. Turn. It was like a. Uh, I've seen tag team split up before, but I've never seen it happen that way, and it was very mm. clever. For, for that know? moment, you yeah. thought
3: Sebastian was there to defend his friend and mm-hmm. make it about competition.
0: Yeah, again, you guys kind of did the well, unexpected. What's
2: different you know? is every yeah. tag team that splits is like, all right, they they have miscommunication and then they fight each other. Ours was I walked away because I didn't, you know, I think I was holding him back, and part of it was in truth of me just not being happy with myself. And then I come back and I have a new manager who, yeah, he played a part in my character. But like he came up with the name of the endorsement. So here's the new guy that's, and I'm succeeding and I'm winning matches and I'm loving it. And people are embracing the new character. And I didn't come and challenge him, I didn't fight him. So, but we got put in that gold tournament by, you know, luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. And that's how we reignited our, our, our kind of our history. Tension, yeah. And I yeah, think that's yeah. just a different way to get into it for a tag team than yeah. your, I don't want to say the cliche. Hey, you, uh, miscommunication. Yeah, but,
3: oh, you hit me off the apron. Oh, let's yeah. have fun. It's,
2: it's fun presenting certain storylines in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's... And
3: then, uh, speaking of storylines in different ways, Kevin Blackwood and uh, Tarek uh, in a chairs match. Uh, chairs are illegal. These two have been at each other's throats. Kevin Blackwood's uh, relatively new on our scene, um, he's out of Buffalo. The guy is is super unique and he's I don't know you
2: I've never seen someone with like what two years or less experience get embraced this well yes. by an audience and he's he's and good. not like a general audience by a high uh, audience with high standards yeah yeah he and, just and not just has the that audience factor
3: not just the yeah that's it right yeah. like and it's not just the audience like you have we have he was very well endorsed by uh a lot of the people he came with. Um, and and when you when you roll with the talent that he does, and that's the Braxton Sutters and, and things like that, and Allie and them saying like the this guy's the real deal, um, and he goes out there and proves it, um, and Tarek took exception to that and didn't like it, so. Uh, clocked him with a chair and, and they've been going at it back and forth and now it's a chairs match they've so. been
2: swinging chairs at each other so much <laughs> one piece flew off and almost decapitated oh. a fan and I, I don't <laughs> mean Definitely
3: like like a haircut man like, I, I'm standing there and
2: I'm screaming insurance like I'm not, oh, no. I'm not saying decapitated like ah he's just uh, embellishing the story no like,
0: no, like almost. You know,
2: like <laughs> when it's, it's something like spin, disc spins like... Yeah. <laughs> like, did that, time stop that for you Cherisee? once you saw that? I, I that fortunately didn't see it live. I, I got, did. Yeah, He saw it, so he had the heart attack. I got told shit didn't happen, but this is what almost happened. So, was, so he got
3: to laugh. Yeah. yeah. I got to panic. Um, the lady was cool, though. Her kids were fine, and, and they had yeah. fun. Um, then we have Super Smash Brothers... Oh, sorry. SSB uh, versus TDT, Tabernacle Team. Uh, both uh, premier tag teams in... Uh, not just Canadian wrestling, but I, I dare say I the world. I was going to just try to pitch it that
2: way. They're yeah. the best in Canada, but you, I'd put them up against anyone. They deserve
3: to be all over the entire world, and if anyone's not booking them um, in other countries, it's 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 stupid. Um, but they're they're going to battle for tag supremacy in a tables match, uh, a match that the SSB made famous, and they're undefeated in in Smash Wrestling. These guys have been on the receiving end of a couple uh, exactly. SSB tables, so they know. Um, and then we have probably the culmination of of what smash wrestling has been about for the past year and that's mark haskins taking on tyson dukes and maybe you want to speak to that a bit
2: because like the cool thing about that is yeah there's a great storyline there but you have to take the organic crowd reactions and involvement in the storylines it's like mark haskins uh won the title off Johnny Gargano in progress in the United Kingdom, something no one thought would be possible. And Gargano's streak was long. And not only was it a lengthy title reign, but for like eight months of his title reign, he was a fan XT and everyone was like, he's going to lose it this month. He's going to lose it this month. He's going to lose it this month. The one show that people didn't think he was going to lose it in he did and
3: because everyone goes and defends the title elsewhere right but nobody ever
2: fucking wins and yeah yeah the reaction and reception to that title online by his peers by the public it was just progress fans and then he comes to our shows and our crowd just takes to him and they're like he's our guy he's our like here's a foreign guy from the other side of the world and they're saying you're our guy and here's a guy who's calling it his like second home away from like london because like his grandparents were canadian and like he's like these people treat me as one of their own and Dude, was, the fans
3: came up with a fucking new champion. they said if fans came up with it if you're progress champion and you're the smash wrestling champion at the same time they started calling it the commonwealth championship uh-oh. that's how fucking yeah. much people took
2: to it and he had such a hot streak and th- and then suddenly he had a concussion and he was the he had not only the progress and smash championship but he, i think he had like two or three other mm-hmm. belts like he was like ultimate dragon for crying out loud. <laughs> and he had a head and neck issue that uh, the doctor said you have to stop wrestling tomorrow. You might be paralyzed for the rest of your life. And he had to drop all these belts in the hottest peak of his career, where he, and it's the hardest thing. And um, the belt was vacated. And Tyson Dukes, who's our truest stalwart, who is considered the godfather of Canadian wrestling, he's awesome. Yeah, there's no one better. There's uh, he is Canadian wrestling for the last two decades. And he, the scary thing about him is usually when people get to fourteen years, sixteen years, eighteen years, they. Their pastor prime. Tyson Dukes' prime is always his next year. He just gets better. Mm-hmm. And yet he hasn't held our title. And not only that, we never had a Canadian champion. And he wins it. He's our first Canadian champion. And he, this crowd has embraced him and, you know, taken him as his own and just the way with Haskins. And he's been a great champion, a great ambassador. And now Haskins, you know, wins this tournament to get a title shot and it happens to be against the guy who took his vacated title. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a full circle story but it, it's a great story. And now the fans are but, conflicted. Yeah. It's but great. The organic uh, in- involvement in the fans' love for both these guys mm-hmm. is what I think adds an element to this match that we can create no matter how, no. Uh, how much it's we get. It's going to be create. a moment. It was fate, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> the, 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 you know, and that's what's cool about wrestling that you don't get elsewhere. It's like the fans' reaction and passion plays a part in the stories whether you like it or not and for for us it's always for the better because that that's that's where real emotion and yeah. real interest comes in from fuck yeah
0: and that's going to be at the phoenix right yeah phoenix what's the date again? again
3: uh august 13th uh 5 p.m bell time so doors will be at four uh tickets still available yeah Smash VIPs are well sold out yeah are
2: going hot we're Closing in on our top pre-sales. Yeah, getting, getting real there. close. And usually in the last two weeks or so, they go f- they go hot. So, uh, getting there. Exciting out. to see. Yeah, that's yep. going
0: to be a fucking blast. And
2: yeah, uh, and you know <laughs> what? Like, even if like some people listening haven't heard of these guys or. It's, it's, it may not be their cup of tea it's I guarantee you just got don't look at it as a pro wrestling thing or whether you heard a of it or not man. it's mm-hmm. yeah you go out with your friends sometimes to a there's bar beer? or yeah. sometimes you go to a concert of guys you don't know but you go with your friends it, it's it, I can't tell you how many times people whether it's my friends or some of my friends come to us they say this was so much fun I didn't expect it because there's gonna be food there's drinks there's other fans you get to be part of the show you get to see theatrics you get to see comedy you get to see athletics, athletics you yeah. get to see see you get just you and it's f- the best part is you see people who are not the biggest wrestling fans or who are not familiar with our wrestlers as wrestling fans they're getting emotionally sucked <laughs> into the best time yeah. they're <laughs> like, they're like, oh, them. and like <laughs> and they're not and tomorrow they go to back to the job and they're not a wrestling fan they're not watching raw but but now they're a smash wrestling we are uh like you know how we talked about how it's prior- more than a wrestling we company. prioritize yeah. our live event experience that's what we're talking to you about about earlier and i think that's one of our strengths is uh, we are a wrestling product for wrestling fans but I think we're in a more generalized sense we are a, a good ultimate live event experience for anyone mm-hmm. like you know someone might not be a football fan but they go to a football game they have the a good Super Bowl mm-hmm. they see the I- halftime show they see the lighting they, they, they're part of the tailgate uh, they got the good seats they're doing chants like I'm not the biggest soccer fan but you know you go to TFC games and you're doing the chants with everyone else and you're jumping up and down I'm mm-hmm. like I'm a soccer guy for three, two hours. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm, I'm pretending three hours the yeah, I'm the biggest yeah, soccer. Yeah. soccer and then I go home <laughs> tomorrow and I'm I'm not really watching MLS, right? But that's mm-hmm. what it is. You, you get to you get to partake in this Cirque du Soleil kind of deal. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Fuck yeah, yeah that's the right answer. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is.
0: I'm so jazzed. I'm going to be there. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. You guys should as well. And I want to plug all your stuff, but you guys are all over <laughs> all the place for yeah. My brains just scattering. Fight Network, YouTube, yeah. Twitter, and just Google Smash Wrestling. Get the Smash Wrestling experience. You guys also have on demand. Do you still do that as well, or is it yeah, just yeah, changed no, to the yeah, Fight Network? Us, so we talked yeah. about in the car on the way up. Yeah. We're
2: all about getting on as many platforms and exposing us to people. It, it, yeah, so you can't miss us. Yeah, we we yeah we. I don't think we we'd never want to be arrogant we're on tv we've made it or uh we got on demand before other people it's about hey just keep growing and there's terminology james always liked to use just have your pulse on the finger of the finger on the pulse yeah finger on the pulse of the industry right and it's what we always do but that's the great way of explaining it like yesterday it was on demand tomorrow might be fight network and then it's something else but it's we just want to we want to get to you somehow right if if there's so many people that we, we we're not frustrated in a bad way but like you've heard of us you've heard good things you've praised us like you haven't given us a chance yet. We're gonna Give get to us you. A chance. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we're gonna be on as many platforms and we're, we we DVDs, digital downloads, on-demand service, uh, YouTube, uh, Fight Network. Uh, the Fight Network app uh, is gonna be available for us as well soon. And mm-hmm. um, there's a couple other ways to get a hold Just of us. You know, like fucking search it, man. Watch something. Ask somebody. We Go Generously on. put out so many free matches <laughs> from. I'm not sorry. Yeah, it's true. But like we put out like guys who are in like NXT right now or matches that were. Still the show two months ago for free Mm -hmm. like go watch it yeah just fucking go
3: on twitter and ask someone about it and we'll let the people talk like that's 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 how fucking confident i am in this company i just go ask anybody ask anybody on twitter put it out there what's up with smash wrestling and i guarantee you uh you will you'll be sucked in that's how fucking confident yeah
2: yeah look at us we got sucked in for life (laughs) (laughs) there's no way out yeah Yeah, no way better better chance of getting out the mob than getting out of smash yeah Yeah. (laughs) i love it but
0: Thank you both for being in here. I feel like I fucking talk to you, to you forever. Yeah, it's okay, been like yeah. over an hour and I feel like, Doesn't feel like there's it, a, no. yeah, there's like a, still a million questions, but you guys are welcome back
2: anytime yeah, you like. Man. This
0: was awesome. I had are a you great time. going to have
2: more, you know, pretty ladies coming out the window yeah, waving and at more us. more moose head Yeah, had these yeah. delicious beverages. Yeah. Every week, I feel like <laughs> these are plants, right? Yeah. There's like, there's a, they, yeah. they brought the premium drinks tonight for us. They brought ladies the ladies at the window. The by, at yeah. the window.
0: <laughs> it's all just like a stage show. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, just so we first, leave. all right, guys, at the guys, 45 minute you. mark, yeah. the ladies it's the first yep, night of the junction is <laughs> gonna have
2: steak for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, but much love, guys. We're gonna Thanks cut to you. a song. I notice you're wearing Every Time I Die song or a shirt, <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Bam, Andy here we really go. Speed me up,
2: so I was a little humble and I wore a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I did kind of die in that match at one point.
1: Live from the center of the earth, Girth.